they've been gaining a lot of prevalence in the last couple years. And if you don't know who they are, they're a bunch of Leo clubs, L-E-M-C, as they call it, that join together and claim that they're anti-one-percenter, they're anti-NCOM, all that kind of stuff. You shouldn't have to listen to these non-law-abiding clubs. And I went through, started reading some of their articles, you know, that propaganda stuff. And that's exactly what some of these YouTube channels are all about, is propaganda for this organization. You have the one, the biker revolution, and then you have others that are trying to tell you how to get into a damn club that are former cops or cops. They're trying to confuse everybody because they know damn well that a lot of people who have no knowledge of clubs come to YouTube for the protocol videos. They come for advice from people that might have been in clubs. So they got to get into that game. Not a stupid move if you're trying to pull people over to your side, but one that's underhanded as it is. Now, Leo's and LEMC's, everybody knows my viewpoint on them. It's kind of like idiotic, if you will. Because you have a set of people whose jobs are to make everybody else's lives miserable, especially if they wear a patch. You have the whole, all this profiling going on, and you'll have them come out and say, well, that's just a fallacy of NCOM. That's a fallacy of these one percenter clubs. No, none of this profiling happens. There's laws against it. Yeah. In four states, one of which was going out there, one of these YouTubers saying it didn't happen. Well, it kind of happened in Washington, didn't it? When a law is passed, they know if a law is passed, that means something was wrong. So, regardless of what propaganda you were trying to push, you were wrong. And then the House of Representatives just passed that bipartisan declaration about motorcycle profiling. So I wanted to take a look at just some of this stuff and see if you, you're going to see like I did. Do you know that these LEMCs consider themselves 99%er clubs. They consider themselves being in that category. Now, admittedly here, I got to, you know, admittedly, 99%er is something that's internet use. It came from the internet. If you're in the Chicago area, a lot of the Midwest, 99% didn't mean nothing to us. Actually, there was only one club that used 99%. <clears throat> and that was the DC Eagles in Chicago that started in the 60s. Other than that, nobody was a 99%er to us. Still ain't. 
So that's an internet phenomenon where you get that kind of stuff. But now you have law enforcement thinking they're a part of that? I feel for yous. I really do. Now let's take a look at uh, this off at our site, The Alliance. Yes, The Alliance. And I really encourage you all to go over there and take a look and say to yourself, what the hell is this? These are the guys that want to bust us all the time for doing absolutely nothing because they have nothing in their drawers and they're mad about it. But here's what uh, they had to say. I, I, this article right here. What separates the one percenters from the rest of us? So all of a sudden, they're grouping everybody else against one percenters. I swear to God, these people are jealous. I swear. When the general public sees a group of motorcycle riders, okay, motorcycle rider, why don't you guys just put yourselves in that category? Put yourself as a riding club. No, you want to take on a persona because you know that the general citizenry don't know the difference. That's why you do it. Because you want to have them look at you the same way. It was funny. I heard uh, a Leo talking about, well, three-piece patches were a part of the traditional blah, blah, blah. You know, Do you even know where the three-piece patch came from and why it was done? No, of course you don't. You want to throw out your own fallacy of what happened when in reality it was the race teams that cut it up because they wanted nothing to do with the AMA stuff. But that's not how you present that. You think you have a right to, to that tradition when you don't. There was no cops in them clubs back then. Are you kidding me? No way. Anyway, wearing matching patches on the back of a vest. What do you think? It's a sad reality that the reputation of the worst MCs. Worst MCs. <laughs> is born by all of us. It isn't born by you. Don't even put that in the same category. You're cops. Oh, it's born by all of us. Who, whose small violin are you trying to get played for you? That is the most idiotic statement I've ever heard. Let's face it, we tend to look alike. You do not look nothing like us. Uh-uh. Most people don't care to look behind the surface. It's not until someone they know buys a bike or joins a club that even consider the merits of a law-abiding motorcycle club. Really? With this law-abiding motorcycle club crap. <laughs> so everybody else don't follow the law but law abiding clubs oh that's right you have Iron Legacy in there uh, now you have the Iron Vikings because they broke off with the Iron Legacy you can have them clubs take them do your thing mail order 
patch, yeah, whatever. We don't get near as much press as those who do newsworthy things like dope dealing, murder, and assault. I don't know. I don't know about that. You cops do a lot of dope dealing, murder, and assault. And we can bring the receipts on that one. Who the hell are you trying to kid? You're out of your mind. People sometimes cringe when they see us because they fear the very things we will not do. Who's going to cringe? The only reason why people are in a cringe is because you're fake. It's because you're acting a part you're not. That's why they cringe. It's not like they're scared of you. The only time anybody says, oh, we can't mess with them is when you pull your badge and your gun because you're a bunch of cowards. The difference between us and the one percenters is clearly not a visual surface, but only is found below the surface. <laughs> then you got the rule of law versus the one percent code. You guys are schmucks, man. Do you guys actually believe that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, you're cops. That's right. Let's see what else we got. Here, let's take a, a, a look at the Alliance uh, clubs. Let's see if we can get that to pull up here. Yes, uh, Red Knights, I'm really disappointed in you. Really disappointed in you. Even though it is Ontario 1 chapter. So I don't know if you're doing it as a worldwide or a national thing, but when you put yourself in the ring with somebody like the Alliance, a lot of people ain't going to support you no more. And it's sad that you're being thrown in with a bunch of cops. I've talked to plenty of firefighters that can't stand cops. Uh, you got your blue dogs. It's mostly cop clubs. It's mostly cop clubs that are in this stuff. And I like how you uh, morons, let me uh, pull up that one picture because I was like, oh, hell no, they didn't do that. Uh, let's see here. Where you at here? Where you at? Uh, I guess it, it's called the Warriors Worldwide. Oh, there it is. There it is. Look at that patch. The same face, the skull with the feathers. Now, if you were a civilian, and you were looking at Pat Patch compared to the real one, you couldn't tell the difference. And because they're in the alliance, nobody's going to mess with them. Now you're doing it on purpose because you think you can. Right there at the bottom left. But most of them are cop clubs. Uh, you got Minutemen Misfits. Now, Brothers of Valhalla? How in the heck is that even possible? You're taking on a Viking type of deal, and Vikings, they were far from law-abiding. So you take on things that you think are cool, but make it into something they're not. Man, I never knew. <laughs> oh, I ain't even get on there. But you do get sick and tired of the lies. And I think more creators need to go out there and call them out for it. Because they are a joke. 
But what they're doing is confusing everybody about who's a who. They go around claiming that income, you got to pay, uh, what is it, tributes. Get out of here with that. You got to pay dues because there's stuff that needs to be done. Just like I guarantee you're paying dues with your members. But no, because you want to be nefarious about it and want everybody to believe that everybody's a criminal because you're a bunch of cops and cop supporters. How do you, how's that even happen? You claim to be a biker who is supposed to be a rebel, but instead you go out on the man? You jump on them? Maybe because you're a coward? Don't like you know, you claim that you want to be a part of a traditional club, but cops aren't a traditional club there, buddies. But who knows? That's the way this damn world is working now. Everything is half-ass. Anyway, we're going to go to the second part of the show right now with Chiny Dow. It's going to be a good one. We're going to be talking about know-it-alls that are family members and how to confront them. Be right back.
What's up, everyone? How are you guys and gals doing? It is New Year's, baby. New Year's, New Year's. How's everybody doing out there? Uh, wow, we got a lot of stuff coming in, don't we? <laughs> is my mic on this time? Yeah, your mic's on this time. It right. is on. Just checking. How's everybody else doing? Uh, let's see here. Everybody's going morning, morning. Everybody's on. Everybody tired yet uh, of uh, the holidays? I know we are. I'm over it. I'm over. Done with. Over it. <laughs> over it. That was a very interesting show we did for New Year's, even though YouTube jacked me. But <laughs> YouTube it happened. pulled it. Yeah. YouTube don't like me too much, man. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. So what? what's some of the New Year's resolutions you have besides not screwing a porcupine? I don't know, just to be, keep being me. Keep being you. You know, I have to admit, you got a good heart. I give you a lot of crap. It happens, but eh, it wouldn't be Hollywood without that. Just be my true self. <laughs> Whatever the hell that is, I don't know. Depends which personalities here, I guess. I don't know. Today, we're going to be talking about ways to deal with people who think they know it all. And I kind of think that you picked that because of me. <laughs> I just had this itchy feeling that it was because of me. Oh, geez. I don't know. You don't know. I hope so. I know. I don't do nothing wrong. Well, we'll have to wait and see if you fall under any of these categories. <laughs> really? Did you have me in mind when you brought this up? No. <laughs> okay, good. I have to admit, no, good. How's everybody doing in the uh, chat room right now? We have our official tally. What's the official tally? For the Chicago shootings over New Year's. Yes, we do. Now, uh, there's a lot of guesses out there. A lot of guesses. Yeah. But I have to say, I was really close. I was really close on this one. What is our official total for the number of people that were shot or killed? Over the weekend there were in Chicago. 30 shot and 8 killed. 30 people shot mm -hmm. and 8 killed. It was funny. There was some videos on YouTube of people going through the South Side filming stuff. And instead of fireworks, you were hearing the gunshots. Yep. It was unbelievable. But that many people got shot over the weekend. Yes. And we got the mayor's race coming up. In February, I believe, uh, to try to get Beetlejuice out. But if if you vote for, it's your problem. It is, isn't it? It's your problem if you keep voting for. 100%. So if you want to see the shootings continue, the rise in crime, that's on you. I remember when Richard Daly Jr. was in. You never heard about this kind of stuff. They were nailing people left and right. And now you got some of the purge law that went into effect. And a lot that in didn't. Chicago. Mm -hmm. Some counties it didn't go in, but I know Crooked County it did go in. So it, 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 it's messed up. That's what you have to look forward to in the new year if you keep voting for these people. 
unbelievable. Just say no. They're like a drug. Nitro, she saw <laughs> spooky looking. <laughs> oh, me? No. Uh, oh, Beetle Guys. You know, we have to call her Beetle Guys. Because it's uh, you know, She a reminds mix. me of like Whoopi Goldberg. Ouch. What? Ouch. Does that mean? A little bit. Well, the shoe fits. You know, she was just uh, reprimanded again on the view. Because she was repeating her claims uh, against the Holocaust or whatever it is. Why is it anybody else would have got fired? Not her. She'd just keep well, doing it and doing it and doing it. she's got two good things going for her. She's gay and she's black. <laughs> is Whoopi Goldberg gay? I did not know. I didn't know. Duh. I know Beetlejuice is. Interesting. Interesting. Well, so what do we got on the the news front today? Well, obviously this one. What is it? The one that we were just talking about, the 30 shootings. Okay, go for it. You know, you're the one who is uh, the news anchor here. You know, the sad part with this is 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 kids get caught in the crossfire. You know what I that's one thing I always hated is they have no respect for the weapon. They do their drive-bys, or they cock that gun to the side. Mm. They don't know how to use it. And next thing you know, little kids are getting shot. Yeah, there was a nine-year-old that was shot on Sunday. Yeah, it was during a drive-by, and it was a bullet. And I'm, I'm talking A bullet that kids. went stray, so this was a nine-year-old, and also a ten-year-old. Uh, but the 10-year-old, there there were several children in this home where a gun went off. Well, when we're talking about respecting the gun, they don't even understand ammunition. They don't understand uh, a full jacket. And parents don't understand safety lock and proper storage mm -hmm. of, a, of a weapon. A full metal jacket, even if you shoot somebody... Is going to keep on continuing to go where you have these hollow points that I think it's 12 inches and it a stop, but not no freaking full metal jackets, man. So they don't understand even the ammunition that they're using. Total lack of respect for the firearm. And I. I have to say, this gangster attitude, it's really bogus. It really is. I it's think the, bogus. I think the stupidest thing in this world is where people make it where other people have to shoot somebody to get into a, a gang or whatever. What, well, it's not only that. You know, you hear the excuses what, all the what time. Hap what happened in the old days when you just... That's long just gone, man. That, that's Fight gone. Them. That's, you know... When it started in the 70s, Beat it started in. with the guns. And now you have idiots that run around and do nothing but shoot. They can't hit their targets, so they kill somebody else. And then it's poor me, poor me, poor me when they get caught. Well, it's poor me, you know, you're racist or you're this, you're that. No, it was your, you're the idiot that did it. You're the idiot that pulled the gun. You're the idiot that don't know how to use it. Now you, now kids are killed? Mm -hmm. 
I don't know how somebody can live with themselves shooting a kid. But they always, if you watch these prison stories and you get some of these people on, they never acknowledge the victim that they killed. How do you, how do you live with killing a little kid? I don't know. Right there shows can. me no morality. I don't know how anybody can live with themselves. And how can the mayor of Chicago even go out there and act like she's doing anything? That's the problem. You know what? We're going to be talking tomorrow about the so-called woke movement. It's dying. Everybody's sick of it. Good. It's causing nothing but issues all over this country, but it's finally dying out. People are being called out for it. People are using their money to, you know, they're making changes. And that's an awesome deal. So how do you explain 30 people shot? How Do you explain it as you're racist? Oh, you're racist. That's why they had to shoot somebody. Or the new argument I've seen is, well, that's what happens in capitalism. Oh, give me a break. Give me a break. It's not because of capitalism that uh, you go around shooting and kids are killed. That's a lot of freaking shootings in a city. You might as well be in Dodge City in the Old West in Chicago. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, I'm done with that story. <laughs> You're so it, It's depressing. It is. The age ranges for those that were shot and killed were ranged from the ages of nine years old up to 38 years old. Nine years old up to 38 years old. A lot of them were done due to robberies. Oh, no, not in Chicago. Oh, no, not that. No way. Yeah. It's sad. It is sad. Y'all got nothing better to do on your holiday. <laughs> no, what it is, is they don't want to go to work. God forbid. God forbid you got to work. It's so hard. You know, they want to be given it. Ain't no handouts in this world. Well, people try to get them anyways. Well, you're damn right. Because they think they're owed and life owes you nothing. Hell no. You just got to be born, live it, and die. Pay your taxes, too. That, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Pay so, your taxes. So I've got an interesting, interesting, interesting story today. Oh, I you do? You said we're going to have an argument on the show, and I'm sitting here like, we what might, am I going to argue might, about now? We might not argue. We might actually agree. Oh, wow. Right. Us agree? That is... Uh, Which is weird with this topic. Here are the go. pigs flying? I think so. <laughs> on Tuesday, which would be tomorrow, uh, Missouri plans to carry out the first execution of 2023 when it puts Amber McLaughlin to death. Wait a second. Time out. Time out. Tuesday at uh, midnight? On Tuesday. Yeah, on that Tuesday. means tonight, uh, past 1201 or something like that. And this is uh, what now? A transgender? Well, if you would let me fuck for a freaking finish. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. And if it does, McLaughlin would be the first transgendered person ever executed in the United States. So who cares? Mm -hmm. What was the crime? 
Well, here we go. Do they think because the transgender that they should get special treatment? Go ahead. Unbelievable. She's not the only transgendered woman awaiting execution in, in that in 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 the country, though. She's mm-hmm. not. Octo- in October, Ohio Supreme Court affirmed the death sentence of Victoria Drain, who murdered another inmate in a residential treatment facility where she was being held. Okay, time out. Time out. Does that mean it was in a woman's prison? No, not, I don't know. This was a facility treatment, treatment facility. Oh, so that means it's men and women. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. McLaughlin, who was tried in 2006, was convicted of kidnapping, raping, and murdering Beverly Gunther, I guess, an ex-girlfriend three years earlier. She was sentenced under an unusual provision of Missouri law. What are you talking about? At the conclusion of the trial, the judge heard that the case was split and its sentencing verdict after rejecting three of the four grounds that prosecution had advanced as a reason to return a death sentence, they could not come to a unanimous verdict. So So in Missouri, when a jury cannot agree on a sentence, the judge is allowed to decide and which that judge sentenced McLaughlin to death. Don't you think that the judge is the one who's supposed to do it? The jury is supposed to find guilt or innocence. Once that happens, it goes to a judge. But here's the thing that I don't get. McLaughlin transitioned from male to female during her time on death row. So basically he was using it to try to get a stay in his punishment. That's what it sounds like to me. It's, I might be wrong. What's everybody think? But hey, I think. Uh, so she is. She she went in as a man. Right. And is now living life in prison as a female. And that, that begs the question is, is he in now in a female prison? It seems it, that's the way around things. It actually now. does not specify that. Mm-hmm. But the part that that this person will just call call her, call her Drain because that's the last name. I can't. She's a drain on society. Well, the sh- this person is trying to get the governor to overturn and give her a stay of give give her a stay of execution because she never had the chance to use her issues from her past his past whatever to get a lesser sentence so he's trying to use the poor me i grew up in a shithole as an excuse to murder well, somebody. Not, not just that. Not just that. She sent a letter, or her, I should say her attorneys, petitioned the mayor mm-hmm. to give her a stay of execution because of the fact that 
they never took into effect that she was diagnosed with brain damage as well as fetal alcohol syndrome. How old is this guy? Doesn't specify. So now he's claiming fatal fetal alcohol syndrome as long and also brain damage. According to somebody that a, prof, a law professor, I guess, that had a conversation, they show that a lot of vast majority of executed offenders suffer from one or more significant cognitive or behavioral deficits and they still get. Okay, so what's that mean for the victims of their crimes? That they should get away with it because they have, uh, 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 their brain is wired wrong. What? And to be honest, I don't know a lot about fetal alcohol syndrome, but well, I mean, why? Why does that have anything to do with the fact that uh, this person committed a severe crime? Mm -hmm. I mean, at the time he he was a male and killed his girlfriend. But now all of a sudden, oh my God, I got, well, I like I, what Jay has to say here. And you have, you know, this is a good discussion. They introduce crazy drugs in the society for these results. Now they can experiment on them. Could that go to all the antidepressants that they put out there? Because the antidepressants change people's uh, chemical balance. Yeah. That's true. Long-term long use of it, it does. Yeah, and it's been used like candy now. It really has. It's been used as candy. So now we're seeing all these people go crazy. Like you said in one example, oh, I got an elbow pain. Well, you're depressed. Here. <laughs> Some Xanax. <laughs> they don't even hand that out. I'm talking about SSRIs where you got... Uh, stuff like Celexa, Prozac, all that kind of stuff. They just throw people on this. They're trying to control their moods. And what's even worse is they do it to kids. You know, a lot of them say, well, A, or what is it? A-H-D or whatever. To A-D-H-D. A-D-H-D. No, they just need, uh, you know, that little butt spanked is what they need. That'll solve everything right there. Well, the thing that catch it, caught my eye with this, not only because of the fact that it's going to be the first transgender that's being put to death, mm. it's the 18th woman executed in the in the country since 1976 because she is now officially listed in, in in as as a female. Yeah. Mm. Uh. The and when she is trying to get this stay of execution. It has absolutely nothing. There's no argument in there about the gender. It has to do with just her being brain damaged. Oh, come on. I mean, if it was me, I'd be throwing the gender thing in there, but... Uh. <laughs> but I think it was done on purpose. Maybe they should look at some of the communications and stuff with the attorneys. Oh, hey, you know, just try to say you're this so you uh, get your life spared. Why is it a lot of these people, they fight I mean, hey, for I, these murders? I, I totally get it. When you're in prison, you got to do what you got to do in there. But obviously, this one went a little too far. No, this was to get out of the responsibility. But what I don't get is this one, th this person, Victoria, mm. death row. 
hello, are you like really even hanging out with people? No, Not you know, usually they uh, separate you and stuff. So I'd like to know why all of a sudden on death row, this person decides to transition into a female from a male. That's because it a uh, throw up uh, in today's society. It a throw up all these woke people that say you can't do something like that. Even though wokeness is starting to lose for once again. But I don't think that should... Why do people fight so hard for these killers? For serial killers? Not well, to be put to death. Know, why? The lawyers, they, they do it because they make money off of it. Nah, not most of them. Because most of the ones on death row are poorer and poor. Like, but they that's do it. probably why they're, they're on there. They go on this crusade. Well, we shouldn't take a human life. Well, what did your client do? What did your well, client do? You raped, I, kidnapped, and murdered somebody. Last time I checked, the Bible says an eye for an eye. So if uh, there's a person on death row that murdered someone, what should happen? Well, the, you know, everybody goes to that argument where if, you know, you put that aside, human history is just that, an eye for an eye. There shouldn't be any discussion about that. Somebody goes out and does that, the equal should happen to them. I believe that. If somebody goes out and kidnaps somebody, equal punishment should be given. Well, I mean, if do, we don't do get do this the under, crime, do the time. Come on. Well, if we don't get this stuff under control the way we look at things, it's going to get worse in society, just like in Chicago. You can't sit there and blame everybody else as a racist when it's happening on the south and west side in places like Englewood. You can't blame anybody else. You can't blame anybody else because they picked up a gun, they don't know how to use it, they don't know what ammunition they have, and they go and shoot a nine-year-old kid. I don't believe that. No, you, you can't make excuses like that. And that's why we're having all the kind of problems we have in this country. Nobody wants to take responsibility. Like you said, not so ever. Do you believe in uh, capital uh, punishment? What death penalty? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Well, that's what I say. Would I ever go see one? No. I would. I think they should put them on TV like they used to have oh, in the thanks. Old West where everybody got together. No, thanks. But don't you think that'd be more of a deterrent for people to watch it and say, hey, no. That cut down on stuff we in the West. We temporarily interrupt your program so you can all view the execution. execution. We will go back to your regularly scheduled program once this is completed. Mm-hmm. Is that what's going to happen? Right. You are not even listening to me when I talk. Yeah, I am. Really? Because, mm-hmm, right. What should not have been the answer to that. I'm trying to watch this and watch you no, at the No, you're not time. listening. Just shut up. Yes, you're I'm not. listening. You're not. I had a brain fart. Yeah, it's called Anytime I Talk. No. Yeah. No. Well, I was reading this comment by old guy writing. Can't use Bible that contradicts itself with turn other cheek. Death penalty is supposed to be for protecting the public. 
from killers. And well, that's the thing. There's the Old Testament and then the New Testament. And a lot of books have been left out of the Bible. Uh, Ma, that's a debate right there. But I do believe that the death penalty should be enacted. I don't care if we're in a company of Saudi Arabia and all these other countries. These other countries that they usually bring up, like Saudi Arabia, it's a public event, man. They take a sword and cut your head off. And people know, hey, we're not playing around here. You can't go out and kill a nine-year-old kid. What do you think the punishment for that nine-year-old kid being shot should be? Death. And why do you say that? Because why is everybody going to kill kids? I think anybody that hurt harms a kid should be put to death. And Chase says to you, China is giving us a Woody with her snappiness. Yes, she's bringing in her snappiness for 2023. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, do you agree with Grumpy? Uh, treat it like a concert, sell tickets, and give it to the victim's family. Well, I think... I, what? What? Sell tickets to watch? An execution, What are yes. we talking, putting it on pay-per-view? <laughs> I, that, even better. <laughs> Because no. victims don't get any compensation. They're the ones that are hurt in all this. Uh, B uh, mail just send it. I believe the jurors that convict them on the death penalty should have to watch. I believe in the death penalty I would watch. What do you think about that? If you're a juror and you find them guilty... Should you be have to watch what's going on? Mm. Say you're on a jury because you got jury duty coming up. Yeah. What if you have a murder case? Yeah. And you decide they'll they're guilty. Yeah. Do you think that you should be able to watch the execution? I wouldn't watch it. But do you think you should have the ability to? Well, I thought jurors were allowed to. No. Or uh -uh. just family. Just family, victims, and witnesses out of that. Mm. And what do you think about what Gio just said? Death penalty should be also placed on the demons that touch children. That's what I said. If you had somebody that's a serial, a serial sex offender on minors... They should uh, go past the chemical castration, go straight to the death penalty. Stick them on death row. That's what is done in other countries. So why not? Well, I found more information on this Amber McLaughlin. What else we got? She's 49. 49 years old. Begging Mike Governor Parson, Governor Mike Parsons to spare her life before her January 3rd execution. So that would be Tuesday at midnight. Yeah. So 49 years old. Yeah. Transition uh, transitioned mm -hmm. while in prison. Yep. And now wants the second chance. So they wouldn't be put to death. Mm hmm. They'd say the victim's age or no? Uh, the victim was... No. 
it just says what her name was and that she was murder the ex-girlfriend of this convicted person so it was the ex-girlfriend mm -hmm. okay and this is the other thing that they're bringing up the death warrant is under the name of scott mclaughlin so they're trying for a technicality and as he was in he transitioned to a woman while on death row mm. So they're going to use that as, hey, this the, is the for... wrong name is on the death warrant. They're going to try and use as well. Because now he goes by a different name. It's still so... under cuff. It, it, it is. It's still under the cuff. You can't try that stuff. That's what they're working for. What was your name? What I would say is what was the name was on your birth certificate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Man, that is ballsy right there. That is ballsy. Yeah, so. And it has nothing to do with the gender, they claim. Well, to me, that would be meaning you're going because of the gender. Because well, yeah. the wrong name is on. Well, I don't think that would be too hard for them to change. So they're over here saying, well, because it's not a part. It's not gender related. It's the wrong name. Come on. But you know what's scary? A stupid judge that's highly liberal would buy that argument. You know what's amazing, though, is it's a 27-page clemency petition. 27 pages. Yeah. The lawyer cited her traumatic childhood, mental health issues that cause brain damage, fetal alcohol syndrome, things that the judge never got to hear during trial. <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> Come on. It's crazy. it's crazy. Sometimes I wish that this country would re like revert back to the 1950s where everybody had some kind of morality in them and did the right thing. Sometimes I wish. Hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> so let's go on to a different subject here. Ways to deal with people who think they know it all. Mm -hmm. What kind of people are we talking about here? Are we talking about people who think they know everything and every subject out there? Those are the ones I don't like. People that think they know everything despite being willingly willingly ignorant and having a limited range of knowledge well that's fine now uh, that is a well, good and then description no, those that are know-it-alls don't listen to anything anybody else has to say well we know that what's even worse is having family members that are like that i can't stand family members that think they know it all and i think that's what causes a lot of problems within the family unit is the know-it-alls. And like I said, know-it-alls, say you're talking about, oh, you to talk about politics and they think they know it all. And they throw up all these talking points from the mainstream media and they don't even know what they're talking about on that. They, You can be talking about Taxes, 
and they'll act like they know what taxes are when they really don't know anything and they get taxes back, their money back. So one thing that uh, you say in there, what do you say in there? What need, Ways to deal with people. Let's talk about them one by one. You need to learn to stand your ground with someone that thinks they know it all because know-it-alls are good at using peer pressure to gain agreement from those around them. So don't fall into the trap of get, getting into a back and forth with them because you're not going to win. And what do you take out of that one? Well, yeah, stand your ground, which is going to end up in a back and forth argument because they're going to say something and you're going to say something and it's just going to keep going back and forth. So it's like the only way to stand your ground in that case would be just not say anything. What about you? But then you're not, the but then the you're argument. not standing your ground because then you're kind of like letting them take over. Well, that's the balancing act that you have to have. So which way do you go? Do you shut up or do you actually defend your side? Well, what do you think you should do? Me personally, as far as standing my ground, well, if I'm going to stand my ground, I'm going to defend my side of the story. And the way you defend your side of the story is proved is by facts. bringing up facts. Because one thing know-it-alls cannot stand is facts. They can try to twist it. They can try to spin it. But facts, they can't do nothing about. And the a lot of times when you bring up facts, they shut up. Mm -hmm. Or I no, gotta go. They gotta go. Oh, wait, that's our daughter. But at the same <laughs> time, what they want to do, the reason why they argue, it's not to have a debate. It's about winning the conversation to them. So they get a big head and that increases their attitude that they know everything. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. If you let a know-it-all know win an argument, they're going to think, hey, I do know it all. Let's go to the next uh, subject. You know what I mean? Let's argue about something else. Right. I already know every, it's everything. It's like they get off topic. on it. Seriously, it's like they get off on it. Mm -hmm. And I know some people are, how can I say it? weak-minded where they don't want to get confrontational that's just hurting themselves that they let people get over on them chase has a question for you oh shit what there you go what's the question you ain't watching it's on screen right now is hollywood a know-it-all what do you say to that yes <laughs> you say i'm a know-it-all even though if I mess up, I admit I mess up. That's not a know-it-all. Or are you just saying that because you want to get a rise out of me? No, you are. Okay, give me some examples my, of why I'm a know-it-all. My, my favorite thing, because you always have to you always have to tell everybody that I'm like really ignorant. I'm not. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Stupid and am I stupid as far am I am I stupid and or ignorant when it comes to politics and stuff? Yes, because unless I do my research, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> a know-it-all wouldn't come forth and say I was wrong. A know-it-all would try to keep. Okay, it going. let's say you're fifty-fifty. What do you mean fifty-fifty? Come on, <laughs> seventy-five twenty-five. I would do ninety-ten. 
ninety percent. Hey, I know it's a debate. I know ninety percent of the time issues. he's Mister Know It All, but he's got that ten percent that if he is no, wrong, no, 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 it's the other if, way around. If he is wrong. Don't try that with me. No, he Stop won't. It. He'll never admit that he's wrong with me. But with all, you're saying if I, he says something incorrect on a show, he will apologize. No, 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 no. You're cry, you're trying to claim that I never ever say I'm wrong to you. <laughs> see, in 20, Is that in what 20, you're saying? In 28 years, I could probably count on one hand. <laughs> but were the other times where I wrong? Probably. Because what is your favorite saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, you were right. In, in my in my defense, it, a lot of the stuff we argue about, I don't even know what we're talking about halfway through the argument. So does that make me a know-it-all then? And does that make me a bad person <laughs> if you don't know what we're arguing about? Because I just like squirrel out. <laughs> Okay, you just said that. You squirreled out. I squirrel out. I just go. So how does that make me? I don't wrong? even know what we're talking about. No, 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 anymore. no, 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 no. How's that make? Stop it. How does that make me a know-it-all? Because you do act like you know everything and anything. Oh, really? Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm the first one to admit I'm stupid. I don't know everything. Oh, yeah, okay, for the show. <laughs> It'll be different when we get But see, the there. deal with me is I research things. <laughs> and I get knowledge. <laughs> Just because from, you don't, don't from, mean I'm a know-it-all. Pornhub, right? Just like you no, think. No, I'm not talking just about like, that sex stuff. No. Like you, I'm like talking you. about right now, like when we have topics for a show. <laughs> I do my research. Because oh, so I don't want to sound like an idiot. <laughs> That's not being a know-it-all. Really? <laughs> and you're over here trying <coughs> to say I'm a know-it-all when you know that's not true. You're lying. You're fibbing. I'm not fibbing. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Ooh. Trying to make me look bad. <laughs> You're what? a butt smack. <laughs> you remind me of Beavis right now. Okay, butthead. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> well, let's see. The if, nerve. Let's see if this shoe fits anywhere else. <laughs> Where? What else? What's the second one? The second one says that you should worry about yourself. People who think they know it all ever that know everything seem to know exactly what you should be doing with your life. They have all the solutions to your problems, even though their own life is spiraling out of control. Now, do I ever, ever try to push something on you? No, I give my opinion and let you find out for yourself. That's why you don't like it is when my opinion's right and you have to come back. You were right. That don't make me a know-it-all. It doesn't. Got me upset this morning. <laughs> this is supposed to be the new year. 2023. You're lying on me. <laughs> I'm not lying on you. You should be ashamed. Nope. 
liar, liar, pants on fire. A little violin <laughs> for you. What's up, Duke? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. I just I got to read that. See these damn things go so quick. Not a know-it-all, just a wide range of studied opinions. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, one person's got your back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're an ass. <laughs> I got one. Uh, ML. Hey, what's up, ML, man? It's been a while. Chase, man, over here being, you know, starting trouble and stuff like that. You know, that's Chase unreal. was the instigator. <laughs> he started it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, ML uh, must be talking about Shocker, Danny D, and Smiley. <laughs> you got one crackhead and uh, some, <laughs> you know, it's just different styles with Danny and Smiley, man. It, it, it's just your taste, you know. Uh, they're more street and all that good stuff. But uh, China, look up Sigma male. <laughs> Why would that describe Hollywood? That would that would describe me. Would it? It would. Well, hell, let's look that up. Oh, you don't need to look that up. See, really? You got to look that up? What's it say? <laughs> Come on, give me a definition here. What is a Sigma male? A Sigma male essentially is an introverted alpha male offering misguided men a chance to place themselves at the top of this imaginary hierarchy. <laughs> well, you can tell that was a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a liberal opinion right there. No, a Sigma male, it's basically a guy that holds his own as a man. It says also a Sigma male is confident and a self-reliant man who likes to stay alone. <laughs> and, and also the Sigma man, a.k.a. the lone wolf, is confident, self-reliant, charming, mysterious, and introverted. I consider myself that. I'm charming. I am. I'm charming. You are an alpha male, though. The, yeah, I have to admit that. 100%. But I think all males should be that way. You can't have too many alphas in one little No, 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 no. I'm talking about... In a relationship? Well, not, yeah, in a relationship, the man's supposed to be the man. And I think that's why we have a lot of problems in society is because males ain't acting like males. Now, my definition of a male might be different. I was raised a different way. I went through different experiences. But any man or any boy or whatever, you, at least you can do the basics of a man. Okay, but then there should not be an alpha male in the bedroom, though. Yeah, there should. No, there shouldn't, Mr. Blow and Go. Well, you know what? How are you going to have a man, a true man, Oh, oh, here we go. Go ahead. Go into a bedroom, get handcuffed to a damn bed, and be subservient to a woman. You can't. It's called role play. No, that ain't role play. It's called. That's what women want to pass that off as. It's called fun. 
No, that ain't fun. It is too. Because you have women out there that's going to take advantage of that. Well, then you just don't deal with those women. Duh. Yeah, but say everything's going great, everything's going good with the relationship, and next thing you know, the man gets tied up and the woman starts taking advantage of that. Go to number three. <laughs> I guess you did say that uh, we were going to have a little argument today. You'd have thanked Chase for that one. <laughs> Much love, Chase. <laughs> number three is set boundaries. How do you set boundaries with a know-it-all? Well, these rules should be right. Be right. Be. Uh, I can't talk today. These rules should be based around their actions and behaviors, and not so much their words. Explain that to me. Let them know that you hear them, but you need to give that. You need to give. They need to give Morning, you space, Mike. so you can draw your own conclusion about what they're saying. Well, I think basically that, it's telling you, you know, you got to put up a little bit of a wall. And see, that's one thing that people don't understand here with me. And that's every content creator. We do have walls up because there's a difference between personal and business. My personal stuff. I don't let anybody know. I'll put on an act in front of them because that's the way I was raised on the streets because I don't trust people. And that's the way you get by. And then you have other people that come in and say, well, this and that and this and that. They don't know what the hell's going on. Well, see, that's just it. Not everybody and their mother know everything about what's going on in your personal situation. No, they don't. And unless you do And then they know, try to act like they do. Exactly. They try to put on this front. Some people like to put on a front and act like they know every little single detail of your life when they don't. They don't know nothing. They don't know. They probably know 10% of what your life is about. Not even 10%. I, Maybe I even five. Not even that. I say one or 2%. They're not going to know, never know. Nobody's ever going to know a hundred percent of someone's life. You know, I'm not one of them guys even, even, that are going to put out there what I'm doing. I'm not going to do that for anybody. I don't even do that for my own family. Mm -mm. And you can attest to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know a hundred percent of Hollywood's life at all. And you're my wife. I'd say if I if I had to say a percentage of Hollywood's life that I actually know, I'd say 75%. 25%, I have no freaking clue. And do, uh, do I hold to my promise that you're never going to know that, and I'm upfront about that? Yeah, well, and my, it, my thing is I'm on a need-to-know basis, and there's a lot of crap I don't need to know, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I'd rather not. We're, we're not talking about bad stuff. I'm no, talking we're talking about, about life in general. There's you know, there's stuff some about... stuff you keep to yourself. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff I keep to myself. And so... that's where all these know-it-alls come out and start saying one thing or another off of uh, observations you make one or two days. Right. You don't know crap about what's going on. Exactly. You don't know the full story. And they never do get the full story because mm -hmm. they do think that they're know-it-alls. Right. 
And those are the ones I especially laugh at. Because those are truly the ignorant ones. They're the ones that are truly making themselves look out to be idiots. You know, I, I like hearing, I love hearing people's opinions. Don't get, I, I mean, seriously, I love hearing people's opinions. But it's not like I'm going to take everybody's, everybody's opinion to heart. Well, see, that's the thing with me. I don't take anybody's opinions to heart. But I love hearing people's opinions. Yeah, in a debate. <laughs> or in a life situation where it might help you. Now, let me ask you this. What? Let me ask you this. What? And be 100% on this. I'm always 100%. If somebody is motivated to do better for themselves, to go out there and make money for themselves, are you going to take advice from somebody that's a loser, that doesn't have money? Why would you take their opinions into account? And there's a lot of people that do that. <coughs> You wouldn't take advice from them because they're not doing it themselves. I listen to people's advice, but it doesn't mean I take it. Mm -hmm. I'll, so, hear, I'll hear people out. Mm -hmm. I'll hear I'll hear anybody out. I always give people. But don't you think the right that to if you want to make opinion. the money? Wouldn't you go ask somebody who has the money how they did instead of going to somebody well, if I'm going to want to make more money, of course, I'm going to talk to somebody that makes more money and find out, hey, how did you go about doing this? Exactamundo. I'm not going to go to somebody and be like, okay, well, you have no money. How would you go about making more money? You don't even want to hear their opinion. Uh. And that's the way I am. And people say, well, you're a jerk for not doing. No, that's logic. You know, one of the things that I always did was open a business, build the customers up, and sell resell it. the business. <laughs> yeah. It's just flipping businesses like some people flip cars. Mm -hmm. But there's more money in flipping businesses. <laughs> or you got people that flip houses. Same thing. So why would I go to a schmuck and say, hey, can you give me advice on this? What do you think? No, because you're you're probably living off in a freaking, you know, a dump and going to try to give me advice. And that's where I cut the line with people. <coughs> and that don't make me a jackass or a jerk because your opinion really doesn't matter to me. If you're not there to give me an opinion on something I really need. Like, I'm not going to go to you and say, hey, I got this business, you know, X, Y, Z, I built it up. How much do you think a business broker should make on the commission? They'll look at you stupid. Yeah. And go, hey, I, well, they need to get at, you know, don't give them as much. Give them like 3%. Do you even know what 3% means? Do you know what the going rate is? What are you talking about? Like you. Would I go in and ask you advice about flipping a business? No. I ain't got a clue. You don't got a clue, but you admit it, and you don't try to act like you're a know-it-all in it. No. But, I mean, if you ask me sp specific questions, I will answer them mm -hmm. to what I understand about what you're talking about. Like, a lot of times I fake it on the show because I won't know what you're talking about, but I'll, like, throw shit, stuff in there and 
and we take that into account in our conversation. Yeah. You know, like Grumpy said, look at life like a pool table. Look at very, very good advice here. You only get better by playing against someone better than you. That's true. And that's the same thing with making money is you have to go to somebody who has it, get their advice, and then do you. And then do it the way you want to do it. Don't do exactly what that person's doing. No. You got to uh -uh. be yourself. Right. Well, and that and that and that and that leads into number four, to be honest with you. Don't take anything personally. Oh, that's number one. Which a person that needs to prove that they are more knowledgeable than everyone else is suffering from their own self-esteem and confidence issues. Oh, you got that right. Instead of taking anything that they say personally, you need to avoid getting offended. See, that's what I always told you. And I warned you about when you started doing stuff like this with me. I was like, you're going to be called all kinds of names. Yeah, I need to have thicker skin, which in all the beginning. All kinds of lies are going to be spread which, about you. Which, honestly, in the beginning, when we first started doing the Hollywood and China Doll show, mm -hmm. back in the beginning, uh, I did not have thick skin. No. I, I would be. Because you we took would, it personally. We would get off a show, and a lot of times, I would be in tears. Like, I hate this. I hate you. Look how mean they were. Now, it's like, I don't react that way mm -hmm. at all when we do our show. Well, that's one thing haters don't understand. So I don't give a shit. I have grown a lot since we started doing our show. You have, but do you know what I mean? You don't care. I don't care whatsoever what lies, what your opinion is of what I'm doing. Right. A lot of creators are like that. The ones that have experience. They don't let it bug you. And that's the way it should be if you're going to get into something like that. And it's especially true on, say, the streets. Mm -hmm. Where don't take anything personally because you're going to end up screwing yourself. You're going to let your anger out. You never act on anger. Yeah, the best thing to do when there's anger in the in the mix is walk away from the walk just walk away from the the disagreement. Uh -huh. Because all that's going to end up happening is you're going to possibly say things you're going to regret or you might lose a friend out of it mm -hmm. because of what you what is said. So the best thing is just to end the conversation. Well, look at what Mark just said. You can learn more by listening than you can by speaking. 100%. If you notice me around people, you're I'll just listen you're a first. listener. Mm -hmm. And within the first five or ten minutes, I can tell if they're straight up wannabes or liars. Can mm -hmm. I, can I not? Yes, you can. And how many times has that happened with you where first couple minutes I'll tell you what's up? Half a dozen times. And then next thing you know, you want to find out on your own. I always want to find out on my own. Because yeah. I do listen to them. Yeah. I'll listen, look at their body motions. Mm -hmm. I'll look at their motives. Because everybody has a motive. Everybody. 
And one of the biggest motives to mankind is always putting yourself first. But you should put yourself first. And yes, you can. And yes, you should. You should always put yourself first because your self-worth is worth more than anything else. I always, well, that's a great way to put it. Look at that, China, though. But at the same time, I say all the time, are you paying my bills? Do I need to care about what you have to say? Right. That's what you do. Which? And you finally learned that. You have. You finally learned that you do have to have thick skin. And once you're off air, it doesn't matter anymore. No. Usually when we get off air, I'm like, oh, you believe what they said? That was awesome. Right. Or like the other day well, when we I have got a off, great audience. Well, the other time. day when I got off there, when we got off the air, I was like, man, man, I had a lot of haters today. <laughs> I did not feel the love. And but we'd laugh it off because yeah. we had fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, what? Let's see. You're interesting with Geo. Uh, look how smart animals are. They never speak. Uh, Duke, God gave you one hole to talk with and two holes to listen with. You need to listen twice as much as you speak. And like I said, you to tell a lot by somebody with the way they okay. speak and the way they move, the way they Here, act. Here's a question for everybody then. Going with what was just said. You got two holes to listen and one to speak. Is the person that's speaking actually listening to what they're saying? No. And they never do. And that's where their giveaway is. That's where you can tell what they're all about. That's one. That's one hundred. As Danny Dilo would say, one hundred. And do you notice how I react when I meet somebody and I don't like them? Do I make myself known around them? Mm -hmm. I don't. I stay secluded from them because I don't believe. In what you're doing. Go ahead and answer that. I'll shut no, your mic. No, it's fine. Bye. It's fine. They can leave me a voicemail. But right or wrong, do I spend time around them? I think it always depends on what's said. No, once I don't like somebody, <laughs> am I around them? When you don't, when you come out and say you don't like a person? Yeah. No, you don't hang around with them. You pretty much avoid them. I avoid them like the plague because I know there's other motives. But if you do like them and they say something you don't like, then there's just a debate. It's a debate. but if... Because then you guys both put your opinions out there. Mm -hmm. And then it comes to the conclusion that you guys are basically on that specific topic. You're going to agree to disagree. Right. And then you move past it. Mm -hmm. But if it's somebody that you initially claim that you do not like... You're not even going to bother with the conversation at all. Well, that's just like you. You know, we would have a conversation when you bring somebody around me. And I'll give you that look within five, ten minutes. And you know what that means. Yeah. I'll have to be cordial because that's something you believe in. But with me, you never see me. No. Because I want nothing to do with them. Yep. 
So regardless of what's said, you know, go screw yourself because you don't mean anything to me. And I think more men out there need to take that approach. It's like the old saying, you're doing something on the weekend, your car breaks down. There's nothing you can do to Monday. Why worry about it? That's the approach I take on a lot of stuff. Well, they think I'm an ass. They think this. They think that. They think they know it all. Whatever. Have no time for you. That's not being a know-it-all in my business. Mark, you know what? And that's one thing that's hard for a lot of people. Just be truthful and low-key. Just be truthful and low-key. There's a lot of people that's going to shoot their mouths off. Knowing it's BS. Make themselves look foolish. Well, I always tell people that... Those are the ones you can't trust. The one running their damn mouth and putting everything out there. I always say that... and, and. For me, honesty is the best policy. And if you can't be honest with yourself, you can't be honest with anyone. Right. And the favorite thing that people go to is, well, he's a liar or she's a liar. When actuality, it's them. Mm -hmm. It's them trying to cover. And you recently learned us about a friend. How did that make you feel? You were there for the friend. You were there to hear what they were going through in court. Yeah. Or going through in their relationship. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they turn on you. And what did I say about that one at the beginning? Watch your back. Watch your back. And that was just from talking to him for five minutes in a gas station. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it was sad. And I even said, and now I'm being made to look like the a-hole. You're not. (laughs) You're not. Just because you have a misjudgment in somebody, it could be friends. It could be family doesn't mean it's on you. It doesn't mean it's on you at all. You know, you got a lot of people out there that are just loud mouth idiots that have no life whatsoever that are miserable human beings. And you got to stay away from them type of people. Because if not, it's going to drag you down. That's just like in an MC or anything like that. You got one bad apple. They're going to turn this whole thing into shit. Or same at the business. If you got one employee going around talking trash and you don't take care of it right away, everything becomes hell. Oh, that's true. And that's the type of stuff you got to do is get rid of them. What else we got? I'm uh, this is an interesting subject, even though we're running out, of, you know, running over time here. Uh, number five is give them a wake up call. Getting into a, ba- a debate with a know it all is far from ideal. 
They may say rude things. They may want to engage you in a negative way, but don't allow it. Mm -hmm. Try telling them what impact their actions are having on you and let them know that there are repercussions if their, if their behavior continues. You know, that's a nice way, uh, a liberal way of saying it. But th that's not the way I Basically, would Basically, if it. they keep trying to be involved in things that they know nothing about, you know, you got to learn when to say enough is enough. And that happens with your actions if you allow yourself to be used by that person. You give them worth when they have none whatsoever. They have no worth to you. And I don't understand why people have a hard time cutting them type of people off. You, you take forever. <laughs> but I don't like being put through that aggravation. I don't like being around fake people. I don't like being around people that are so negative about their lives. It's like, shut the hell up. If you are that miserable, go do something about it. And see, that's just it. The biggest saying, misery deserves company or wants company, I guess. Very damn true. And if somebody's miserable, if somebody's life is miserable and yours is going pretty good, they're going to put out and put out any negative aspect they can about your life. To make them look like a better person. When in all honesty. It's making them look more stupid. What about what Mike Ball just said here. What up. I'll cut my own family off. If you are sandbagging my life. It's easy for me to drop you like a bad habit. What do you think about that? I agree. 100 damn percent. I'm lucky enough to have brothers that are real cool. Well, okay. I that mean, are positive, that work hard. So that's great of being around. They're involved in my kids' lives. Right. But then you have family members that are just miserable. They lie. They scheme. So why would you want that kind of person around? Like you said, if it's a sandbag in your life, why do you want to keep them around? Well, you know, that's like, okay, like my older brother and I, we've always had a love-hate relationship. We love hating each other. So we haven't had ties for like ever in a day. My younger brother and I, uh, we cut ties because I can't stand his wife. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> all she's out for is money. And you know that. And I know it. And I confronted her on it on Christmas one year. Haven't been invited back since. And I My don't question really care. is, why is it hard for people to confront other people and say the way it is instead of sitting there keeping it inside? You say I have no filter, but well, to me I, it I, is. I, I, I've come to not have much of a filter either. <laughs> and it's about time because <laughs> if you keep that inside you, they win. Now, I hate to say, you know, by saying they win. It might be like you're condescending or nothing, but no, wait a second. You have a right to put your viewpoint out there. Well, and for me, it's not, I, I never want to win a conversation. I never want to lose a conversation. I don't care what the end You just want to come to the middle. 
I don't, I don't care what the end results of that conversation is. Cause I'm more worried about me just being myself. And if you don't like me as myself, you don't like me on, on who I am and how I am, then I don't care. Mm -hmm. You like, you love me or you hate me basically. But the problem is some people say they don't care, but in reality they do care. So that's, you know, that's hypocritical right there. You either are or you're not. Mark says a bad family family member is worse than a bad non-family member. That's true. Oh, my God. Is that true? Because everybody says that blood is thicker than water. No, it ain't. And to be honest with you, I have come to learn over the years <laughs> that it, it's blood is it's not. It's it's okay. Hypothetically, it is. But. As far as blood being thicker than water, I've got a lot of people that I'd rather confide in that are not family members. Mm -hmm. I can confide and trust in them way more than I can a family member. Exactly, because with family members, they try to get in your head. They try to <laughs> give you advice or try to make it where there's some kind of hostility <laughs> in say a marriage. Why would you want somebody like that around? So Mark's correct. A bad family member is worse than a non one. Duke. How's your leg? Miss China on my leg is bogus. <laughs> That's bogus. It is swollen as hell. Hurts like hell. No pain medication. It sucks. <laughs> now, wait a second. I went and got you some gummies. He got me night. gummies. I had my very first CBD gummy last night. It wasn't night. CBD. That was THC. Whatever. I had my first gummy last night and I slept well. <laughs> you had your first weed injected gummy. Uh, Mike, I'm going to be honest here. Family is who you make it up to be. You allow people to treat you the way you allow them to treat you. That is true. 100%. There you go. Because you know what? I'll, I will, I have a couple people that I will consider family that are not blood related at all. Mm -hmm. To be honest. Mm -hmm. And one is, a, you know, I love what Mike just said. Uh, Hollywood or uh, better Max Hollywood. Love you, man. But China, but shit, China had got the, a lot to put up with. <laughs> I think that goes both ways. I like ML's comment. Can't we all just get along? How about a group hug? No, I, I want a group hug. Come I, on, I, come on, come on. <laughs> I want to go back to Mike. What Mike said, I'm going to be honest. Hold on, it went up again. Uh, family, family is who, who you, you make, make it, it up, up to, to be. be. That's true. You allow people to treat you the way you, you allow can, them to treat you. That's what I'm saying. You can consider somebody family that is not blood related, uh, exactly. But with your family, <laughs> I can't stand any of them oh you like my brother tim he's pretty tim's cool. cool he's cool but he anybody else he likes cars they're schmuck and he only comes around every once in a while and when he comes around we go to me and him go to lunch and we don't involve you or anybody mm -hmm. else it's just him and i we go to lunch and we talk for a couple hours and then he's on his way well that's what i mean but anybody else in your family they try to interject themselves into our business, and that's one thing I can't stand. Yeah. They're a bunch of morons. They're a bunch of losers. You're not getting into my business. 
And that's always been the case really for 28 years <laughs> is they try to interject themselves in my business. Yeah. And see, that's one of the problems I always had with my kids is I don't believe in getting involved in their marriages. Unless there's violence, I won't get involved. And you always used to hate me for that. But I would say, hey, you know what? They're married. Uh, you don't get into a marriage because it's going to cause nothing but issues. Funny how only one of your kids is married. <laughs> but have I ever got into her business? You give your opinion, but, That's you, about don't, it. but you don't get in the middle of After it. After my opinion's done, you do what you got to do. I'm not sure going to sit. I'm not going to sit here and baby you. Nope. But when you have family members try to get involved in a relationship, they're no good pieces of crap. That's what they are. I have nothing for those kind of people. That's just like a friend. If a friend tries to get into your uh, marriage or your relationship, get rid of them. Because there's no, they're no good. They're trying to put themselves in front of what's better for you and what's better for a relationship. That's why a lot of relationships die is because outside influence and people let that happen. Uh, let's go here. Uh, Eddie, I'd love to talk to both of you on the Laughlin run from eyeballs there in the middle of the shooting. I'm there and you can see me. And I was at the time of the fighting after it got shot. Okay, what else we got here? Uh, Jay, not all families are normal. Some are just deranged and kids can be victims in them. I believe that. Uh, this is a great conversation. It really Mark says, I cut off bad family member. They treat me bad once and I'm done. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? One and done. Why? See, my, my problem is, is I have the street three strike rule. Yeah, but the three strikes, you're going through hell. Why should you put yourself through hell? Because sometimes people, I make it, a, I, I make it a point to not let them get the three strikes, depending on the situation. <laughs> there shouldn't be no situation where you allow it to continue. We've had experiences over the last year where I, you know what, don't like them. I, if I have to deal with them because uh, of you, I'm in the other room. I have nothing for them, even with your friends. And you say, well, you're a jerk. You don't like most of my friends because they're fake. I don't want fake people in my life. That don't make me a bad person. That just makes me where I don't want to deal with your ass. I got nothing for you. And we've had arguments all the time about that. It's not that I'm a know-it-all. It's that it's my preference. My preference is not to have negative people in my life or have people in my life that have ulterior motives. I just won't deal with that. And I'm 100% on that. No damn way. Am I going to have my life full of drama? Uh, Mike, there are so many lames in this world. You think your family members are not included on that shit list? <laughs> At least some of them. <laughs> and that might be a good, interesting topic to cover. 
there's so many lames in this world. You think, or the title of the show, you think your family members are not included on the list. I like geos. 2023, no negative people in my life. That should be everybody's New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Nitro. And most people, they don't want to be like that with people because they're afraid of hurting feelings. Screw your feelings. I don't care. The only feelings that should ever come into play are your own. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't worry if somebody's screwing you over bad enough. You no, 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 no. Don't not that bad enough stuff. If, if they're screwing, if you, they're over, screwing screw you over, if they're screwing you over, you shouldn't worry about what their feelings are. You should worry about your own. Right. Not somebody else's. Mark. Mark. I'm with you, Hollywood. It's a good trait to root out phony people who try to disrupt your life. There you go. That's something you should write down right there. For you. Anyway, we're extremely over time right now. We're going to continue this conversation on Wednesday. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the end of wokeness. But this is one conversation that we're going to continue to talk about. Uh, and I think the title of the show will be, You Think Your Family Members Are Not Included on the List. I think it's going to be a great show right there. I really do. Anyway, you guys and gals have a good one. Don't forget 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through uh, and Thursday, a new episode over on Insane uh, Wheels. We got a good one coming up. Old technology. That's what Harley uses and why you shouldn't buy one is what they say. Rock on, everybody. Got a lot to say. Can't hold it in this time. Got no filter. I got no filter. No filter. I got no Harley Davidson has too much of the old technology that makes it inferior to all these other motorcycles like the Honda Goldwing or the Kawasaki or Suzuki. I hear this all the time now, and I have to agree to some point. Harley-Davidson was not on the ball when it came to technology. But if you look at the newer bikes now, it's right there on par with a Triumph or a Honda or a BMW. You know, you have the newer bikes that are controlled by the ECM. You have all kinds of sensors all over it. That is the reason why older guys like myself you know, we do, we really loved the Evo and motors beforehand, like the Ironhead Shovelheads, because you could actually work on the things without having a PhD in trying to get the damn thing running like you do nowadays. You got to take it to the dealership, and we can argue that Harley Davidson followed the model of the car manufacturers where. You have to take it in to get it fixed. But to say Harley-Davidson is old tech, I think it's a mix of old and new. You got to remember, there is all styles of motorcycles out there and uh, just as many 
people that are different that want something different in their motorcycles where yeah harley davidson might be an old grandpa bike to them where somebody in the middle age range thinks it's the best thing on earth and that's what you do have to remember when you say have a kid in the adventure bike type of uh, mode well that's going to be different than a soft tail so you can't compare the two's technology in the way you think from a one perspective type of deal there's so many moving parts when it comes to the style of motorcycles that nobody takes that into effect let's take the milwaukee eight had some issues but it's harley davidson's most technological engine the latest that they have then you go into an evo where that's the motor that's you know saved harley davidson you have a whole different range and progression of Har of how harley eventually engineered into the technology aspect i guess you can say come on the milwaukee eight you need to actually take this damn thing to a dealership where an evo you can work on it yourself so it progressed and that's what every company goes through hell harley davidson has even thrown its hat in the ring when it comes to electric motorcycles i think that those that are saying harley's old technology and i think most of it has to do with the v-twin design air cooled now harley's got some models coming out that are liquid cooled you know what i mean some people they really prefer that kind of setup and you can't knock them for it just like you can't knock somebody for wanting the air cooled design hell me love carburetors love them first bike that i got that was fuel injection was a boulevard and then moved on to my 2015 lowrider but somebody like me is not looking for all that technology hell i finally just got used to having a radio on my classic where other ones it, it has to be generational that's what i think it is when it comes to what people prefer it, it's generational where you got younger ones now say x and z they prefer everything electronic they they prefer all these bells and whistles which is great it's great do you is what i say but then you have this schism where you're saying well that's old technology blah 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 harley davidson sucks no it's preference just like a sports bike rider loves speed where somebody else might just love cruising you see where i'm getting at here everything depends on 
what you prefer. Come on, you got Harley Davidson, you know, these newer bikes with the new frames, uh, the shock system in these suckers. So yeah, they know where they're going with their market. They know that you have to keep with your base. Once you get away from your core, that's when your business falls apart. Anybody who's ever been in business knows when you get away from your core business, your core customers, things start going crazy. And you'll have a lot of people say, yeah, well, it's only middle-aged or people are dying off. Well, that isn't true. Because one thing I have seen is, yeah, their core customer base might be 35 and up. And those that are younger are into all these sports bikes and all this technology. But when they get to that age, they're usually switching over to Harleys. Not all. Not all. And maybe not many. But a lot of people choose to get their first Harleys in that time period. And we can talk about price all you want. Harley-Davidson really hasn't been there to attract younger riders as far as price range. They really cater to somebody in the middle age that has some finances going on for them over the younger ones. That's what they do. That's the way Harley-Davidson's always been. But the technology, I love the marriage. I love the marriage of the old and the new. They're always going to keep the V-twin. Hell, you have fucking Japanese companies, European companies. A lot of them have a V-twin uh, model or design. So it's like kind of hypocritical when you say old technology, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they might have the liquid cool and all that type of stuff. But hey, it is preference. So what do you guys think? Do you think Harley-Davidson has old technology just that just won't attract younger people? Do you think the argument is true that Harley-Davidson are, are crap because their technology ain't up to par with, say, the Japanese models or the German models, Italian models? Let me know in the comments section. In the pinned comments, you'll see you can go over to Telegram and get in on the conversation with everybody else. Uh, good stuff. Uh, meet new riders and just talk shop. Rock on. And don't forget to subscribe to Insane Wheels, my newest channel over on YouTube. Everything Harley talk, motorcycle related, motorcycle talk. It's going to be a great time over there.